Hey, how's the form? Welcome into the Irish NFL Show, Week Six of the NFL season. This is the NFL Week Six Sunday podcast. If you're listening to us on the podcast, a warm welcome. And if you're watching us live or watching the video, welcome in. We're presented by Casty Travel Ireland's numero uno, number one travel agent. Check out a link in the bio on our podcast or on our YouTube channel to contact Casty Travel for your NFL holidays. They still have packages available for the Jaguars Broncos game at the end of the month. Do check it out and also check out the link to get Game Pass this weekend. Some clangers of games on and Game Pass this weekend. Blackout Supply. Check out the bio for that. Colin Cronin, first off, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, Michael. Uh, we are uh, sitting here, I think, with the uh, biggest story of the NFL season, or what should be the biggest story of the NFL season breaking today. The Dan Schneider uh, news, uh, the fact that uh, he, the story uh, that Seth Wickerman has put out there is that uh, Snyder has dirt on all the other owners, that he has dirt on Roger Goodell, that he doesn't uh, believe that they can touch him. This should be an absolutely enormous story. But I have absolutely no doubt that the NFL, the owners, and everyone else will do everything they possibly can to make this disappear as quickly as they can. Brian, the Irish NFL show has no affiliation with the Washington football team or the National Football League or Dan Snyder. How are you doing? Or the Washington Commanders, as they're called these days. But, uh, God, I have to touch on it as well. I'm grand, Michael, I'm grand. Um, it's the NFL world. It never ceases to amaze. Even when we get into the season, there's always a little big storyline lurking in the background. Um, it would explain a lot as to why they haven't really been so proactive at these uh, ownership meetings over the past while to get rid of Dan Snyder. Bearing in mind the amount of stuff that's gone on, you would think at this stage the owners would have rallied together to find a way to move him on. But uh, maybe uh, the proof is in the pudding or the proof is in his... Uh, little bit of evidence that he's been sniffing away at that he has a bit of bit of bit of dirt on a bit of everybody. Would 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 make sense to the situation. I still don't think he will see any of that dirt come out in person. I think it'll be one of those. They'll keep him around and they'll let him get on with it and away we go and then we just carry on. Maybe we should start talking about week six on Sunday in particular. As Gemma Collins once famously said, I'm not getting involved. I'm just gonna be me. Uh, let's let's just get ahead of week six. Have I put the wrong game in first? Nah, whatever. We'll we'll, we'll talk about the game anyway. Uh, Jags against the Colts. AFC South battle going to start off week six. Uh, we'll talk about the Packers. I think next, but in the wrong order. Um, Colin, I picked against the Jaguars last week, and pure this is turning into a complete Brit podcast. Turn it pure Nigel Farage style. I said, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, you all laughed at me. He's all laughed at me last week when I picked the Jaguars. I said something along the lines of, or was it Zach Wilson I was given out about her saying that people aren't giving people a fair chance. Anyway, the Texans went in to Jacksonville and won. What's your thoughts on this game? I'm really, honestly, really intrigued to see your picks for this game, lads, because the Jags were awful last week and the Colts were complete dog in Denver last week. So this is going to be a fun pick. Uh, yeah, this is certainly one of those games. I think where um, you could you could make you come up with reasons why either of these teams can and should win it. Um, you look you look at it, and in some ways, the Jags have only given up six sacks, and that's great. Like they're one of the you know fewest in the the league. But in other ways, you kind of look at a performance like last week uh, from Trevor Lawrence, and you think you're you're not taking the the sacks, but you're not 
performing to the level that we want to to see you perform at uh, and then equally the the Colts and Matt Ryan just giving up so so many sacks and uh, I think um you know if the the Colts had possibly faced anyone else other than the Broncos last week then they they would have lost uh, that that game Jonathan Taylor doesn't look like um, he'll be fit, and I think that's a huge loss given what Damian Pierce was able to do uh, last uh, last week. Uh, 17 missed tackles I saw PFF had, uh, which is the most since they started tracking missed tackles. And um, these games are funny because they usually go uh, in favor of the uh, home team. Uh, obviously, the Colts have been unable to win in uh, Jacksonville and the Jags have been unable to, to beat the Texans. So some weird stuff going on in the AFC South. I'm going to say, and I went back and forth on this, but I'm going to say that the Jags actually get the win on this um, because I think if you go back to the 2017 game, I believe it was the 10 sack game uh, against the Jacoby Brissett and they shut out the Colts. I don't expect him to maybe shut out the Colts, but I just think uh, with the way Matt Ryan and that O-line is playing, uh, I expect the Jags front seven to have a field day. Mm. Brian, what's mm. your thought? Colin's beat writer or Colin's source is very different to my source because uh, I'm hearing that, you're, that Taylor will play on Sunday. And he returned, they gave him yesterday off as a day to... Daddy's or HP, Brian? Sorry? Who's your sauce? <laughs> um, applesauce. Gardner. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the game, the game in question. Um, I'm hearing he's going to play. I've read a few things tonight that he's, he's come back today. He's been practicing. They're, they're confident he will play on Sunday. And I've based my decision and my selection based on him playing but, because I do think he'll come down to the running game. James Robinson has been really... Despite the kind of phrases of the last two weeks, he's had a really consistent season. It's great to see him back from injury. Trevor Lawrence has had a reasonably good start to the season and you look at his interceptions and he's only had four, but I don't think that really tells the story of where he is in terms of the fumbles and there's been a lot of storylines this week around ball security and whether he can secure the ball and maintain the ball and get the, the, the drives going because now all of a sudden they're questioning how how good he is in instances like that, which is a bit surprising, bearing in mind we're only early into the season. Um, I saw some nice things from the Colts last week, despite the poor performance in terms of players stepping up. Pierce, the rookie wide receiver, who people said he had a really good game the week prior to that, 84 yards. I was keen to see how he did last week. He did reasonably well. And yeah, they've had their struggles. And Matt Ryan's had seven interceptions, but they, don't, let's not forget, these played each other only a couple of weeks ago. Week two, it's a bit of a strange that's come around so quickly. 24-0 that day, complete shutout. For the Jags, I don't see it that way this Sunday. I think the Colts defense will be up for it. And if, it's, if anybody's going to get shut out on Sunday, in my opinion, it's the Jags. I'm going to go with the Colts. Mark C. It, oh, okay. Well, can I just say now, I've, I've hit the wrong button there and I've shown my pick as well. Uh, I know for a fact that is not the case with all these picks tonight. I don't think so anyway. It shouldn't be because they all uploaded on my separate laptop. So genuinely apologies if that, if that does happen should be fine I'll, I'll keep an eye on it throughout the broadcast if needs to be um, I'm picking the Jaguars because I sort of thought last week that, that, that they would have an off week uh, and by god did the Colts have an off week and they still won the game um, 
The Jaguars have got more offensive weapons in the sense of Trevor Lawrence can turn it on more. He's going to have more time and more space to be able to get the ball down the field. If Taylor doesn't play for the Colts, the run game is better for the, the Jags. And the defense is better on its day, in my opinion, than the Colts. And that's why I'm taking the Jags to win this game and cover the spread against the Colts. And I love how we're one game in and we're already not on the same page. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, right, let's look ahead to the Jets against the Packers. If anyone picks the Jets here, honest to God, lads. Like, this, this is going to be a really, really good crack. Right, um... Who have we got? Who have we got? Uh, Colin, who have you got, mate? So, yeah, the, the Green Bay Packers, 26-3 uh, and three at Lambeau since uh, Matt LaFleur t- took over as uh, head coach. And uh, in those games, Aaron Rodgers has thrown for 7,500 uh, yards, 65 touchdowns, and just six interceptions. So you'd have to say pretty uh, impressive from the, the Packers since LaFleur came in there. Um and, and yet, um, despite their storied history, uh, the, the the Packers have kind of struggled a little bit against the, the Jets. And certainly the Jets have, have played them close, uh, even when the, the Jets have been in the doldrums as they were before the Salah came in. Uh, you go back to 2014 and um, the Packers won, but only by a touchdown, um, the 31-14. And in uh, 2018, um, and remember, the Jets had have really struggled to score points uh, since 2017. They managed to to score 38. They still lost the game, um, but they they scored 38 points. Uh, you should look at this, I suppose, as Aaron Rodgers is coming in and he is angry, and they're coming off a loss, and they're um, licking their wounds a little bit, and they this should be uh, an easy victory for the the Packers against a young Jets team, but. Packers have really struggled against the, the run. We saw it uh, last week. And the Jets are able to, to run the football. They have a real playmaker in Brees Hall. And I am going to say that this is going to be the shock of the week. The New York football Jets are going to beat the Green Bay Packers. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam. There is your YouTube title. The Jets just, to beat the Packers. Jesus, he's been all in, Brian, hasn't he? He has, but I, do you know what? I'm, I can see it myself. <laughs> I've been looking at it today. I mean, the Packers this season, they haven't shown up yet. They've won some games against, you know, they beat the Bears. Bears was a comfortable win. They, they beat a struggling Bucks side at the time. Um, everybody assumed they would hit the ground running last week. They materialised. They've only averaged 19 and a half points per game this season on offense. This is an offense that we were so used to putting up 30 odd points last season. They're giving up 130 yards on average on the run. They're going up against the Jets. As you said, Jets team that are really efficient on the run with Brees Hall. He's been standing there with 275, two touchdowns. It's not just about the touchdowns, it's more about what he's bringing to that offense. And he's taking pressure off a, a quarterback that's just come back from injury. And we've seen it. The Jets are unbeaten on the road. That's bare, you know, two wins out of two, Steelers and Cleveland. Everything points towards Jets causing a shock, but. I can't do it. I can't pick against the Packers this week in particular. Having lost in London last week and having not showed up in the second half. I mean, there's the mantle for the, for the defensive coordinator, isn't it, for the for the uh, Jets. Look at what Wink Martindale did last week. The game of brotherly love, I would say, more so than 
anything else. Isn't it LeFleur brother going against the other brother? Uh, head coach against against the offensive coordinator, the Jets. I see the head coach coming out on the right side of this one. Close game. Pack really need this. I'm going with the I'm gonna go with the Packers. Mark is going with a pack pack as well. A lot of people in the comments talking about the Jets. Do get your comments in if you're watching this live, especially on YouTube. Just search Irish NFL. She will call some out at the end. Really appreciate the love and support, Mana. Um, look, this is plain and this is just simply a Rogers revenge game. He needs to win this week. They need to win desperately this week. I mean, you you lads weren't in the presser last week, no. Like the, the the atmosphere, the feel when the Fleur and Rogers both came out, they know they desperately, desperately don't just need a win. They have to perform over the entire game. They should have went away last week. And to be fair to the Giants, they didn't. Now they need to put up or shut up. The Jets have been excellent over the last few weeks in certain games. I picked them last week, I think it was, the week before, and they delivered. They are not going to deliver this week. Uh has to be the Packers for me. I, I really feel that Green Bay are going to find a way to make it work, both on the run game, and I feel that Packers, uh, Packers Nation, Packers fans, will finally see Rodgers to Watson connection. Um, and yeah, like I, hopefully it's a good game, but I, I do think that the Packers will eventually turn it on. They need to for the sake of their season, or else if they do lose this game, Lafleur is going to be under significant pressure which is going to be uh, interesting to watch. But he was lovely last weekend. I should have put that picture up um, last week. I was going to say to all the boys on the uh, on the WhatsApp groups, he was very, very nervous and very, like, he needed some coffee. And then last week, he met your boy. And look what happened since. It's the curse of me. They haven't won since. So will the Packers win this weekend? I don't know. I mean, I, going by the magazines behind me, there is a curse going on there as well. So who knows? But I know Packers fans in England that are mates with that are not picking in this weekend lads so well Michael it's just yeah, funny you should say that you said about them being nervous they were very nervous leading into the game last weekend you could sense it from a few fans that we spoke to a bit apprehensive about the game which quietly played into the Giants hands and then I did timestamp a lot of stuff leading up to the week and I forgot to go back at them because I got a lot of Twitter stuff last week about can't wait to go see the pack for the first time can't wait to see them crush the Giants demolish this team demolish that team we're the pack yeah um the tail between their legs at the moment. Let's see how they get on this weekend. They've been very, very quiet this week, the Packers fans. I, I would say for a lot, and I, I agree with you, I would say just finally that a lot of people, especially in the UK and Ireland, there are there were a lot of people last week, and I guess with the Giants as well, that have never had a chance to go over to the States to see their team, especially like Wisconsin Lambeau. It's not, it's not like getting on an Air Lingus flight to New York. So I know there was people there last week that may never go to Lambeau and it meant an awful lot to them. And yeah, they let them down. They didn't win. But props to Mark Murphy. Props to my new coffee friend, Lafleur, Coach Lafleur. Maybe you can win a game this week, mate. Let's see what happens. Zap. Zappy time in a bit. Vikings, Dolphins is next. I don't even know he's playing a quarterback for the Dolphins. Can someone tell me who it is? Who it is? Skyler, Skyler Thompson. All right. Let's, let's cut the chase. I'm picking the Vikings because that's the reason why I'm picking them. Colin, who have you got in this game? Uh, well, Michael, the Vikings haven't beaten the, the Dolphins in Miami since 1976. Uh, that's, uh, that's, not far, that's not far off um, uh, a, a full two decades before you were born. So uh, you are going, you're going back a long, long way for the Vikings to actually win uh, in the Sunshine State. But they are facing a Dolphins team that are very 
beaten up at the the moment. Obviously, QB three. Uh, they lost. Uh, um, it uh, seems like they were big free agency OL signing. Arm, uh, Armstead is out, uh, and I think that's a, a big loss, especially when you got the QB three in there. Um, Chase Edmonds is a little bit out of sorts at running back. I feel, uh, whereas the the Vikings are in a, a better um, space, you you would have to say. Uh, we were fortunate to, uh, I suppose, talk to Justin Jefferson after the game in London and kind of his growth as a leader. Yard O'Connell talk about it, uh, the maturity of the the team. I, I, I do think that you're all, I'm always a little bit skeptical when it comes to the Vikings, uh, but I am going to pick them for for this. I think that they should do the business and win in Miami for the, the first time in nigh on 50 years. It's funny, we, me and Michael recorded a separate podcast today for the betting perspective, and I put this up as the better week. Um, and I also said with the Concern around the fact that I'm selecting a team that, as Mark always says, when you think about picking them, don't pick them. But it's more so because, as you said, the frailties and the Dolphins are dealing with. Uh, Tariq Hill is going to play, but he was, you know, he he was injured at the end of the game last week. There was question marks whether he would play this week. But the, the, the Miami defense is is very good. It's very strong. We've seen it earlier on in the season how well they played against Buffalo Bills. But the reality is, with the situation they have offensively. They can only hold the team down for so long. And in fairness to, to the, the Vikings, the Vikings have scored within 23 to 29 points in four of the, of the five games. The only game they didn't is the one in which they lost in Philadelphia. So they're averaging 23 points. They've gone as far as 29. Can I see the Dolphins right now putting up similar points? No. Um, if this was a couple of weeks back with Tua involved and the way the hype was gone with the Dolphins and how they were playing, it would be a much difficult, more, more difficult game to select. But right now, because of the circumstances, I think the Vikings are fortunate that you, you land into a situation. Like when you look at the games during the season, you're trying to you know, come up with a theory around how many games your team will win. The reality is it's very different come the time of the game. Same situation here. Cook, Jefferson, the fine ways, Taylor, despite Cousins and his five interceptions this season, I think he'll have a nice game on Sunday. And um, there you have it, full house. Full house. Uh, the Vikings at the minute are only averaging 23, 23 points a game. And uh, that ranks twenty or that ranks twelfth in the NFL. And you've mentioned some of their offensive weapons. They need to find a way to score more points in the game. They need to. Like they almost bricked the bed last week against the Bears. So they need to find that way. But the reality is if you're going into Miami, if you find a way to play in that heat, like the Patriots struggled to do, for example, find a way try and get to 25 to 28 points against this Miami team who will probably find a way to run it more effectively than getting it down the field unless this guy can do it we'll see what happens uh, I like Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook combo and I also like Justin Jefferson and Adam Field in this game in the offense and I think the Vikings defense will come up for them on Sunday and they'll get the win and that's why we have got a full house so that's uh, that the first full house we have tonight I think it is yep look at this oh well I guess we'll wait to the Cowboys game uh, column okay Bengals against the Saints this is a really intriguing game it's in New Orleans and um, this is intriguing because we were sitting in Stansted last week watching the game uh, on Brian's phone with his 75 million notifications so we've seen a bit of the game at least um, but Taysom Hill just unreal last week column unreal I'm really intrigued to see people's picks for these games really because you know like the Bengals need to win this game 
you know, in every game. So, so the Saints can get away with a loss or two now because of where they are in the NFC. But this is a huge game for the Bengals. They have to go to New Orleans and prove to people that they can go away from home and get the ball down the field. Uh, do Cassidy Travel have any specials uh, for, for this game? Because this is going to be party central. Uh, New Orleans is uh, pro- possibly the, the party capital, um, more so than even perhaps uh, Vegas, because you can legally drink on the streets uh, in uh, the United States. It is an amazing city, and uh, I can only imagine what it is going to be like for this particular game. Get yourself uh, down there. If I win the Euro Millions uh, tomorrow night, I will be flying out on, on Saturday because it will be party central. The the For this one, I suppose there are lots of storylines. Obviously, um, we know that you've got Burrow and Chase going back, but you also have Eli Apple, Von Bell and Trey Hendrickson. You got an Andy Dalton revenge factor. You've got the fact that the, the Saints are still missing their wide receivers who didn't practice again uh, today. But, um, and some people may have seen the video of Joe Burrow being very spooked by a cough uh, during the, the press conference yesterday, which uh, it's fairness, going around again, Colin, to be fair. It is going, I don't know what you boys are like down in Dublin, but it's going around again, to be fair. Like, it definitely yeah, well, is. Well, he, he definitely jumped. And now, in fairness, the Bengals social media team made it a uh, light of it uh, this afternoon, a good, a good joke. But um, is, is that the fact that uh, he's taken so, so many sacks? Um, I, I, this is definitely one of those coin flip games. I can make an argument why um, both of these teams uh, should win, but I think the the Saints are going to want to get the the, the win uh, in the the Superdome. They kind of got back on on track last week, winning at home. Prior to last week, they'd been pretty poor at at home, um, and even with um, Burrow and Chase returning I think that this Saints defense which is beginning to creak a little bit it is not the powerhouse that it, it once was but I think it has enough in it to ruin the homecoming for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and the Saints get the victory Brian I'm just real not, not to jump in I'm just realizing we all thought and this was this this game was mooted as a, a London game for a long time it was yeah and i'm just realizing now that the second and third overlay have not loaded so uh columns picking the saints i don't know i don't know what's happened here it, it went on this is not on so my bad go on ahead yeah it was selected oh sorry it was potentially one of the games initially that was indicated as a, a potential london game because saints were the home team and then re- reality prevailed and as we and column discussed the mayor of louisiana would have been removed and escorted from never mind the building but the general area and may not be seen again if you had allowed this game to be to be moved across with the, the economy, shall we say, in which uh, New Orleans is going to have this weekend. Columns called out more the storylines. There's other ones as uh, the Honey Badger. He obviously is with the Saints now, LSU, Landry, LSU. Um, there's so many storylines in this game. Henderson, he said, coming back, he's had two and a half sacks. He's playing really well again. And I was looking at the Bengals. I've been critical of the Bengals, in particular the head coach. And I was looking at the games in which they've lost. They've lost three games on field goals. Teams could be very different for them. They lost to the Steelers on a field goal. They lost last weekend against the Ravens to a field goal. Haven't come back against the Cowboys. They lost to a field goal. Their defense has rebounded really well. They're top eight in the, in the league in terms of takeaways. They're going against the Saints offense, which is number one in the league for takeaways, giving away 13. We might see a few p- picks on Sunday, potentially pick six. 
but I am siding with Colin on this one. I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, there's just something about the Saints at home in this game. There's going to be so many storylines, and it's kind of one it feels like it's been earmarked for quite some time. A bit like last year when the Patriots were going to play um, Tom Brady coming back with the Bucs. I know the Bucs won in the end, but the Patriots played really well when no one gave them a chance. And a lot of people will feel this is a game that the Bengals should be winning. But having done what they did last weekend offensively, they've got their they've got their mojo back. And Andy Dalton's going to play in this game again as quarterback for the Saints. And if anybody has a revenge factor, it's him. So for me, I'm going to go with the Saints to cause a shock. Mark is not here, which is a pity because I'd like to hear his reasoning for picking Cincinnati. And um, I picked the Bengals against the Dolphins a few weeks ago. And who did the Bengals play last week? The Ravens. Last the Ravens. And that's why I didn't pick them. Oh, I did pick them. No, I feel you bad. Did. You did. I yeah. did. I, I, I know I did because it was, I think it was like bar, bar Thursday Night Football and bar the London game. Until that point on the Sunday, I had every game right. And I was going, oh my God, this is pretty cool. If I can get to the last game, at least I can say something. And of course, they completely messed up. Um, I just think Taysom Hill is going to run over them. I think this will be a really, really high scoring game. It could be like 41-37 or 41-38. I really hope that is the case because this game on Sunday should be on TV at 6 o'clock. And it's not. We've got the Falcons against the Niners instead, which I think is because of like... Um, the international home market agreement which is fine it's great to see teams develop in certain territories um, but I, I do feel that this game would merit being on as well on television at the same time hint hint if anybody wants to put a game on free TV TG Car, I don't know but uh, looking forward to this one I'm, I'm taking the Saints I think the Saints are going to win this game and there's some really really intriguing battles in this game that I'm looking forward to especially Honey Badger but I'm really excited to see outside of Taysom Hill what the Saints run game is going to be like can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow with the Saints defense I don't think they can okay right well Ravens against the Giants Colin Brian is picking the Giants because they're 4-1 who are you picking I I think it this game is is going to be a, a close one uh, because of the the Giants playing well for Brian Dable and I it is one that uh, I did kind of go back and forth on because of the Wink Martindale factor and how I think that will play in but it Hold was on. Do, have we got like a drinking game on the show this week I drink every time we hear the word Wink, Wink Martindale like Jesus <laughs> it's not the Irish Giants show but yes okay okay uh, well, it was a former giant who actually helped me make up my mind. That was Lawrence Tynes, who we've had on the, the show previously. And he uh, drew my attention to the fact that, well, the Giants' defense uh, has indeed been very good uh, through the first five weeks. Uh, they've only faced the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, um, uh, 25th ranked scoring offenses, um, or 27th as well. Um, and the Ravens are fourth. And for that reason, uh, I think that the Giants are going to make life very difficult for the Ravens. But as we've discussed on the pod previously, 
the Giants are still a few players away from, you know, being a really, really competitive team. Um, they Obviously, Brian Dable is doing a fantastic job, but I'm going to say that the Ravens really need to uh, get the, the win and they are going to squeak it out against the Giants. Yeah, as Colin has gone down the same road that I'm about to go down, which is, yeah, it's great to be 4-1 and, and what we played against... You know, you can only beat what's in front of you. I did feel that Aaron Rodgers was not playing at the level we've seen previously, which gave Giants a, a really good opportunity last weekend. But Lamar Jackson this season is, I mean, this contract thing is, as you said, every, each show is it's going up by the millions every time he, he steps on the field. And uh, he didn't even play, have the best of games last week, still found ways to win. 12 touchdowns over 1,000 yards. Um, he's only had five picks. I was looking at some of the touchdown comparisons this season, quarterbacks, who you'd expect to be high up there. No one was up there with him. Her quarterback has only thrown three touchdowns this year because it's a game management situation. They're quite sturdy against the run. They will say Quan Barkley have the same same game in which we've seen recently. Again, the offensive line plays, in which it has been over the past few weeks, which has been really impressive. Um, potentially. But again, I think it's a big ask. It's one of those games at the start of the season you never felt they had a chance. So the fact that we're here and people are now saying it could, it's a close game that could go either way is is positive. But I look at their players as well offensively. Mark Andrews, someone's going to have to shadow him throughout the course of the game. Dubery is starting to really come on. They've got the Dobbins back. They've got all the players. Defence, secondary, for them, it concerns me. But right now, we don't have the, the players to really go after that. So unless Berkeley has a day and Wink Martin can completely shut him down, we, it's the only way I see us win. I can't see it happen on Sunday, unfortunately. Close game. Ravens find, en- find enough, have enough in the end. Who's we? The, the Giants, yeah? I'm joking. I'm just taking the hand. I'm taking the hand. Mark is picking <laughs> the Ravens. Um, I'm going to make it really simple. I feel that this game will be a lot closer than what people think it'll be because I feel like the defense have come very well for the Giants over the last few weeks. I was very impressed with their performance last week. And if if the game was in London, I'd pick the Giants, 100%. But it's Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews and Dobbins and, you know, Devin Duvernay for a start as well. Um, that being said, Daniel Jones looked like, um, you know, Peyton Manning at one point last week. Or he looked like Jalen Hurts at one point last week, running and running and running. No, I can't. I cannot. I cannot pick the Giants in Baltimore. I can't do it. Um, that being said, they've had a hell of a start to the season. But this is Lamar territory. The Ravens now need to go on a run and win as many games as they can to get up there towards the end of the season. We see games this weekend, and we'll look at Buffalo against KC and how important it is for seeding in the AFC this weekend. You know, the Ravens have to go and win because one of those teams is going to lose, so they need to try and take advantage of that. Um, it's a full house on the Ravens, and I'm really disappointed in Brian. And I'm going to move on because we're not talking about the Giants anymore. Buccaneers against the Steelers. Can we all just agree on who's going to win this game and move on, or do we have? I'm, I'm joking. Colin, is there any way in which you can see the Steelers winning this game? No, and I rarely say that because I'm the one who's always saying, you know, there there is hope. But you lads love to talk about locks of the the week. I. I think this is it. It's just, it's a bad year for for the Steelers. I I think they made the right decision. I I would have actually gone with Kenny Pickett from the very start. Trubisky ain't it, but the O line isn't isn't there. Najee hasn't been what they wanted him to to be. 
Uh, without TJ Watt, their pass rush isn't what it was. So even though the Bucks have not been maybe what we expected and they have their O-line woes, I just don't think this Steelers team, um, even though I expect a response uh, from last week's game, I, I don't think it'll be as bad. I just have the Bucks winning this. This is the one game I'm not really excited about this, this weekend. Uh, I'd see it as a, a low-scoring affair um, with Kenny Pickett threw over 300 yards last week. I was kind of forgotten in the in the morning in Buffalo that he had such high numbers. But again, is he going to do it this week against a strong Bucks defense? Bucks had landing for that's like making a Sunday roast, Brian, and having the best carrots, incredible mashed potatoes, lovely wee cocktail sausages, and the chickens raw. He was shite last week. Like, are we are we going to no? Yeah, right, well, we go. said he, we we said he, he was going to have a difficult day. We all said it. You know, it's <laughs> I said it when Colin was on the Monday. Me and Colin were in lockstep. He should have started from week one. If he started in week one, it wouldn't have been as daunting for him last week going into that game. Lenny Fournette came back last week, had a solid game for the Bucks, scored two touchdowns. To me, that's where the game is won the weekend. To lean on him, and I don't think to be as aggressive as we've seen with this Bucks offense in the past. And Dilly is to a comfortable win in the fourth quarter. Um, I still think Pickett might have a better game than people expect, but ultimately it won't, it won't matter because the Bucks will have enough to win. Mark, who are you picking? I'm picking the Buccaneers. He is picking the Buccaneers, uh, and I'm picking the Bucks as well. I um, I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and I think it'll be a run game, and Thomas Brady will rest his arm for another week and wait for another game. Uh, I am intrigued to see how Kenny Pickett utilizes his offensive weapons. How many interceptions will he have? The, the wee lads learning, I get it. It's going to take him a while. If he gets through this game where the Steelers lose in under 10 points and he only has one or two picks he's doing well the defense I'll keep them in it for a bit this is my lock of the week and when I say lock of the week the spread 6am tomorrow morning betting podcast for the people in the comments wondering the spread is what Brian 8 minus 8 printing money they'll win by 9 points 100% 18 plus, please gamble responsibly, only about what you can afford. Uh, but that's my pick. It was a full house on the Bucks, and we're going to shift on up to Carolina. Now, this game's in SoFi, um, or Levi South, as some people call it. It's the Panthers against the Rams in week six. And this game is on Sunday, and ironically, the Chargers play on the Monday. So um, we're flying through these, aren't we? Or is it just me? We are We are flying. Right, okay. We are well, this we'll, week, yeah. We will try, and I mean, like, there is like I think the two best games are coming after this, so we'll, we will have a detailed discussion on those games. But um, well, let's get everyone's pick for this. I'm sure somebody out of the four of us have picked the the Panthers to go to SoFi and and beat Matthew Stafford, who, frankly, Colin, let's look at the Rams very quickly here in general. The Rams need a win, not just for the record; they need a win for themselves. Last week against Dallas, they were very, very poor. Stafford's mechanics, the way he was getting the ball down the field, it just wasn't happening. They looked very low in confidence. This is the must-win game so early in the season for them. It It is, but they're fortunate that they are playing the, the Panthers. I mean, nothing has gone right for Carolina. I mean, the look. They, they bring in Baker and he looks like he's having the worst uh, season of his 
NFL career to date. It's just been disastrous. And um, unsurprised to see Matt Rule move on. was actually surprised that they were kind of giving him another year. I think for the, the Panthers, this is essentially about trying to find out who sticks around for for next year and, and what exactly they, they do. Um, and in, in fairness, there was a, a very good discussion on um, The Athletic this week about what, what do the Panthers do? And may, maybe, maybe they do try to keep it together because if they are bad enough, um, they may end up looking into one of the top QB prospects. And right now it looks like a strong glass, though obviously that was said last year as well. And, you know, the, the jury is definitely still out on on that. Um, but it's difficult to have a whole lot of belief in this, um, this Panthers team at the moment. I, I think they will be helped by the fact that essentially they cleared out all of the rule guys. And they just kind of totally changed it up. They wanted to move on from the Matt Rule era. Um, but this should be a, a get-right game for the Rams. I think the Rams might well look to bring in an edge rusher because I, I think they are really suffering from the lack of Von Miller. Um, and you've seen it, what they've tried to do with Donald, right? They've moved him around and now he's dealing with an injury as well, from what I understand. But you've seen him, they've moved him to the edge, um, a bit like the Chiefs did last year with, with Chris Jones, because they're trying to get him away from some of the double teams. And obviously when Von Miller was there last year, teams couldn't uh, double team him. But the, the Rams, yeah, it, it's not what they they wanted in terms of their their offense. They were really, really struggling to move the ball on the ground. And Matthew Stafford looks like a QB who is hurt and playing hurt. Um, so I imagine for them, they just want to get this uh, game uh, over with and uh, try to... Uh, heal Matthew Stafford as much as possible, uh, bring in some reinforcements and see what they can do. Colm suggests that they might look to make make a potential trade or bring in reinforcements. I wonder, would that person be on the other side of the coin this weekend in Brian Bourne's defensive end for the uh, the Panthers, who a lot of teams, a lot of, sorry, media are speculating is one pair that could be considered for a trade. Um, Colm has suggested it's about who's there next year. Well, it'd be interesting to see who's there by the end of November come the trade deadline. So many stories going around this week about two wide receivers, Christian McCaffrey, Brian Bourne's potentially been moved on to get to acquire more picks for next year. And essentially that could be the reality of the situation. They need a quarterback next year. We spoke about it the other day. Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. It's is there any wonder that Matt Rule unfortunately lost the job, you know, when you're having quarterbacks of that caliber as your starter. It's difficult. And 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 the casting is they wanted to move away from Teddy. Teddy was the best one of the three. In this game, like it's all about the Rams, really. They need to get back on, get the show on their order. Two and three, they need to win three and three. Get back to three and three. They're averaging sixteen points in offense per game. It's it's dire. The Panthers are averaging more. They're they're averaging eighteen points. Um, Acres running game non-existent for the Rams. One hundred fifty-one yards throughout the course of the season. They're averaging fifty-six yards a game. It's not sufficient. It's not acceptable if you want to be in the run, you know, come the end of the season. And they got away for large parts of the last season. Then they went on that run. It's not sustainable. We've we felt that they might have done something in the off season to kind of sort that out, and they haven't. Um, Cup obviously he's, he's having a great season. You know, strangely enough, he's having one of his best seasons. Four touchdowns, over five hundred yards in terms of receptions. But 
they're not winning games. They have to win this weekend. I see them winning. It won't be pretty. I don't even think it'll be high scoring. I think the Panthers even might hang around for two or three quarters, but in the end, it'll have to be the Rams will find a way to get over the nine and get back to 500. Mark is going with the Rams. Uh, I think you know we, 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 we talked about this on the broadcast the other night. It's the first time since the first season that McVeigh was with the Rams that they're sitting under 500 and it's the longest situation in which into the season that they're in this position and I think this is a real test now over the next few weeks of of Sean McVay's pedigree as a coach he's a Super Bowl winning coach with the Rams but he's still a young coach and he still has stuff to learn and he'll agree with that there's ways that he wants to improve his game and uh, game management and I do have concerns in regards to Matt Stafford and his injury um, status at the moment you know he's not fully fit there's no point in even speculating that he is I remember when it came out the first few weeks of the season or like the build up to the the first game of the season when it was the Bills against the Rams and there was talk I think about a week and a half before that about Stafford and his arm or whatever and there was issues there and it was very quickly shot down and then we got into week one in SoFi and um, it was evident that there were issues not just with Stafford but in terms of the general communication it was a, a Super Bowl hangover they definitely miss uh, Von Miller that's for sure so there's there's guys they miss there there's there's ways and means of doing it and I think it shows you how difficult it is to not just repeat but to even challenge for a second Super Bowl in a row uh, and that could be a situation in which Kroenke might find difficult this season the only thing that the Rams are going for them is the NFC is so so poor at the minute um, you know the, 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 the Niners fans and fair play to them they're great guys they're talking about but winning the NFC West already, but we're only six weeks in. Uh, for this game, it's it's intriguing because the Panthers. I don't think that they should sell the house. I don't think that they should be trading away Christian McCaffrey. I just don't see why you would do that at the minute. Keep him, draft a quarterback next year, and go for it. That being said, if somebody is ready to sell or to to sell the farm and get him, consider it. But I think for me, they they should not look at a situation in which they just completely fold. Um, it's a, it's just a pity for, for Panthers fans. David Tepper seems to know what he was doing. He gave uh, Rule a $60 million contract with only $10 million incentives to get it to 70. How do you how do you motivate anyone to take a job? Oh, here, here the way. Here's $60 million. If you do your job, all right, we can give you 70 Oh, no worries. You're telling me if I just turn up, I get $60 million. Right, sweet, no worries. Like, why, why would you give... And I don't get me wrong, there's plenty of coaches in the league... They have plenty of incentives, but I just don't think that that was the right move for the team. That being said, David Tepper has got more money than Ireland, so we'll just take it as it is. Uh, in terms of the game, I just can't see how um, the Carlines get the ball down the field to stop the Rams. I think the Rams will stop them. Cooper Cup needs to have a better game this week than he has had over the last few weeks. He's at signs. Was it, was it the Niners game where he played really, really well? But I want to see more of a connection between Stafford and his offense. Uh, and I'm looking forward to watching this game at the weekend. Um, not. This game will be crap at the weekend. It'll be like 40-7 to to the Los Angeles football Ramenators. Things can change very quickly in this league. The Rams go on a bye week next week. They'll use that time to obviously... Look over what they've done right and what they've done wrong. Then they come back and they play the 49ers at home. They could be, you know, that, those games are always close. They turn that game turn that game around in two weeks' time. They're right back in division. And they have to because the following week to go to Tampa. So two big games coming off the bye week. So it's, it's it's pivotal that they win this weekend. And you would expect them to to at least be 3-3 three three come midnight on Sunday. 
Game of the season. This is the game of the season until at least week 18. The Bills going up against the Chiefs. Uh, I want to congratulate Jim Nance and Tony Romo for getting this game and not being Sunday Night Football. Looking forward to hearing Tony guess what uh, Josh is going to do on the next few plays. Um, that's what I've missed the last few weeks is just not being at the house to watch the games. That's like I know it's look it's first world problems before people in the comments start going yeah you went the game. That's fair enough. But I want to sit down with a cup of tea and watch the games this weekend. And Colm, what a game this is going to be. Two best teams in the NFL at the minute. Well, how a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, uh, Eagles are just just under. Um, I I would have both of these teams just above um, the the Eagles. I think uh, like they are the the powerhouses. Uh, you you would say the the biggest flaw on both of these teams is the the running game. Um, but outside of that, they have been incredibly impressive. So I can only imagine how many uh, passing yards they're going to be uh, in in this game. It is absolutely one where you know the, the Bills are going to be out to avenge that uh, thirteen seconds uh, that uh, happened, obviously, uh, in the 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 playoffs, and they they could well do it. Like Josh Allen is playing on unbelievable uh, football. Um, Patrick Holmes is playing unbelievable football. Uh, I'm, I'm with Nate Geary, uh, who has been on uh, with us for the Bills before, when he says that this is the new Brady Manning. Uh, Nick Wright doesn't agree. Nick Wright thinks that only Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs seem it should just be a coronation every year um, and that Josh Allen is uh, a nothing QB. Um, but I, I disagree uh, fundamentally with Nick Wright on that. I think this this is two teams who are going to go toe-to-toe. And I think you see it in for in fairness, in the vast majority of the fans, there's a, a lot of kind of mutual respect and admiration between these two fan bases. I like when I when you look for me, I suppose this ultimately comes down to again, I can totally see how both um win it. But the the bills are are missing probably possibly their their most uh, one of their most important cogs in terms of their their star safety, um, and I still think they're a little beat up there. And when you see what the Chiefs have been able to do, like twenty touchdowns um, without Tyreek Hill, with trying to find a new offense, and just the ability to you know, what, what did Travis Kelsey have? 25 yards and four touchdowns. It was insane. It's ridiculous what he could do. I absolutely believe in the Bills and I have the, the Bills to, to win the Super Bowl. But in, in this particular game, I I am going to say that the Kansas City Chiefs get the victory. They never seem to disappoint when these three, sorry, when these two teams play each other. We saw it last year in that crazy divisional round game, which comes alluded to with the 13 seconds, and they were back and forth, and there was five, five lead changes in the, the last five minutes of that game. They played each other on Sunday night football last year. I think it was week six, week seven. It was a fantastic game. The Bills came out on the right side of that one. Uh, you know, it was close into the tour quarter, and then obviously then the year before, prior to that it was the championship game, which was also a great game. Um, it's a really, it's a really difficult. It really is. This is the toss-up game, isn't it? Like these two teams um, really need to win. In a sense, I know it's only week six, but like the way the league's progressing on the AFC in particular, 
the games that are won in week four, week five, tend to stand to you when it comes to trying to get the, that number one seed. And who wants to go into Buffalo in January and try win that game to go to the Super Bowl? I think if Buffalo, if the road goes to Buffalo, I think I think they'll end the Super Bowl. And if they have to go on the road again, whether it's Baltimore potentially or the Kansas City, things change. It's the first time Mahomes has ever been an underdog in any NFL game in his career. It's a surprise for me that the Chiefs, as well as the, the Bills are playing, I'm surprised the Chiefs aren't the favourites. Uh, Bearing in mind the amount of points they're putting up throughout the course of the season. I'm with Colum. I can't, I can't back against Mahomes um, in this particular instance. Um, close game, come down to the very end, could, could come down to the last drive. I think the Chiefs just find a way to get over the line. Mark is picking... I'd be able to guess now. This is, I mean, it's a 50-50 answer. The Buffalo Bills, um, which is a big thing for him because he's a Patriots fan. Uh, I Yeah, that's... And you know what? I can say this because Mark's not here. The Patriots certainly don't want to be going through Buffalo in January. Then again, they'd probably be very happy to at this point. That was a fun game. Do you remember, do you remember that, was a, that was a playoff game last year? Um, 29 passing touchdowns between both quarterbacks through the first five weeks of the season and that's even with um would you call the Thursday night football not slow but it was on and off with both teams the, the Chiefs was it the game in Arizona just looked unreal I don't know if it was Arizona or Houston it was like week two or week three week, I can't remember now week one in Arizona week one put up week 40, one Arizona. 41 points um I, I don't buy into this logic of I can't go against Mahomes. It's Josh Allen. I mean, Jesus Christ, look what he done last weekend. The lad is unreal. I think what's going to happen here is it's going to be a shootout. Um, I think I did say in the betting podcast that it could hit the under. Now I, now I do feel that both teams will just go up against each other. I don't know what the score is going to be, but I, I do think whether the game is played at Arrowhead, whether the game is played in Cookstown, wherever the game is played in London, wherever you want to play this game between these both these teams, on its day, the Buffalo Bills are the more complete football team. The only issue they have is the run. And they still have running backs there. They need to find a way now to rush the ball more and be more successful. But they are the more complete football team. Teams are still deciding how they cover different wide receivers and tight ends for Kansas City now that Tyreek Hill's gone. And that's going to take a few more weeks for the, for teams to try and perfect or at least try to master. Um, the Bills have went up a gear. They look absolutely sensational. Uh, I am not going off my Chargers pick. I don't give a damn. It's week six. It's early days. Uh, all three of those teams will be up there at the end. But I have no doubt in my mind that the Bills will go in and win this game and then they'll probably lose the game this January, whether it's divisional or championship. That's the way I see it, uh, but they are by far the better football team from what I've seen over the, last, the first five weeks. The way that the confidence that Josh Allen has, I feel like he is sitting like a child at the house at the minute, excited for this game, whereas the Josh Allen, 18 months ago, would have been nervous for this game. They're the better team. It's as simple as that. And we'll see you on Sunday. Any comments to make on that? I I mean I I think you can you can probably say the Bills are the the most complete team. I think they're still a little bit uh, beaten up. I also think that re- the the Chiefs have regular season Andy Reid, and regular season Andy Reid makes better decisions uh, sometimes than playoff. Uh, 
and Andy Reid. And I think that, to me, is, is a factor. But I, this should be an absolutely outstanding game of football. Uh, it, it'll it be everything we want. It'll be a chess match. It'll have incredible catches. It'll have phenomenal trolls. It'll have some brilliant defense as well this should be one it like just it's just going to be a fantastic game it, it is this is what we watch the the sport for and even if you know it's you're not a Chiefs fan you're not a Bills fan you can enjoy this one and that's the thing as well I just hope it isn't like a defensive slugfest but I think for an for any football fan this is what makes this Sunday so good I think the Bengal Saints game is going to be great this game's going to be great. And the final game we're going to talk about is going to be an absolute clanger. And Brian O'Leary has picked against the Eagles for the first five weeks of the season. Um, I actually had a conversation that I haven't told Brian about yet at my brother's wedding last week where the guy said, is that guy going to pick against the Eagles every week? Well, I am looking forward to this. Cowboys, to be fair, have looked uh, really good over the last few weeks. Uh, very, very impressive. Column, kick it off. This is a hell of a Sunday Night Football, isn't it? Huge game. Because, Colm, I'll just add this. And here's the question for you. If the Eagles win this game, hypothetically go to 6-0, when are they losing? Please tell me. Uh, well, uh, well, look. Uh, any any week, things can can go against you, and we have seen we've seen you know some really good teams at times uh, lo- lose games for all sorts of reasons. Again, you never know what uh, injuries are are going to do. But just this... just to add to that, they've got the Steelers next week, the Texans the week after, the Commanders the week after that, the Colts, and then they've got the Packers to take them to the end of November. That is a, a nice schedule. It it is uh, certainly, uh, but things things can things can happen. Things can change. And look, I say that as somebody who picked the the Eagles to to go to the, the Super Bowl. I've been high on Jalen Hurts for a long time. I really like what how he has done with with this. Um, now it's it's an enormous test against a, a Cowboys team. It's a divisional matchup. It's two sides who. Um, I, I, I think it's fair to say hate each other. I think that you can use that that term. Uh, we've heard the the build up. We've heard Jason Kelsey, who apparently went into the medical tent uh, today. That's a little bit of a, a concern, uh, given um, you know how important he is to them. And I think for both of these teams, it's really interesting right because the cowboys have been so good on defense and you have to admire what dan quinn has done you have to admire the fact that he has learned new tricks okay this isn't a guy who's rolling out the same sort of defense that he did earlier in his career he is doing um you know new things he's trying new things and the fact they're just able to get after um opposing qb's They've got Mike Parsons, who is absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, I think probably between him and Nick Bosa uh, currently for Defensive Player of the, the Year. But they are going up against uh, an Eagles O-line that is built. I, I'm, I'm interested to see, I suppose, will they be fully fit? Um, but the Eagles, through the first five weeks, have had a player win uh, Player of the, the Week award each week and that's a really good uh, sign for a roster being well constructed it tells you that different players have stepped up um, each and uh, every week i i think this 
this is going to be very different to the Bills Chiefs, but no less intriguing. Um, it, it, it is not going to be uh, the sort of maybe pass-happy game that we expect uh, between Kansas City and Buffalo, um, but it will be hard-fought. It'll be in the trenches. I suppose what, what I hope is that we don't see too many flags. That would be the one concern uh, with this game. But I have been on high on Eagle, the Eagles from the start. I am going to, to say that Cooper Rush finally loses the game and that the Eagles do move to 6-0. and all. Brian, did you ever watch Scrubs back in the day? I did, yeah. Yep. Where JD was like, Eagle! Is that, is that you this weekend? Are you going to finally join the dark side or what's the plan here? going to be a hell of a game, isn't it? You're asking me are going to cheer for the Eagles, Michael? No, I mean, are you going to like pick them on on this broadcast I think it's great that uh, we're now in a situation where the NFC East is back to the NFC East uh, 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 I was waiting for this I've got it all set up through week 5 in the NFC East for all the people on the podcast listening here are the amount of passing touchdowns thrown by quarterbacks we've got Daniel Jones at the bottom of Schley Cooper Rush has got 4 Jalen Hurts <laughs> has got 4 Carson Wentz has got 10 so I, I don't know this, it just doesn't make sense are, are, are the commanders in for like this incredible and this is recorded before Thursday night are the commanders coming on to some incredible few weeks here I, I agree it's great to see the NFC East some fantastic franchise historic franchises uh, the Eagles the Giants the Cowboys the Washington team whatever you want to call them this week it's, it's a great time and long may it continue at least in this game Brian the Giants can't lose this game because they're not playing those went stats uh, back up what I said last night and that I showed why I'm not so low on, on Washington because offensively they've been quite good and they should have won last week. But on this particular game, that's just the point I was going to make and I think you're now going with this for years. The NFC East has been the butt of the jokes for, across across the league and two years ago there was a team of 7-9 in the playoffs and Vernon's gave the Bucks a real strong game when it was Washington. But uh, these games for years have been, as Colin said, in the trenches, battled battling games. I saw one there today on TV. They were showing Emmett Smith going up, you know, against the Eagles and the rivalry and the trouble on the pitch and everything that comes with that game. And for me, this game intrigues me around how well this Eagles defense played because I was quite, you know, we saw in week one, they, they gave a lot of points to the Lions as a transport, so was a lot of other teams. But the Eagles defense has really stepped up, you know, where last season they were put up points on offense, but were getting struggling on defense. Cooper Rush, for me, is this is the game where we're really going to find out if he's the real deal. And God, if they were to win this game, where does that leave Dak Prescott next week? Makes things even more precarious for the Cowboys. But I don't say I think the Eagles will win this game. Um, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game either. And I don't think Jalen Hurts will have the most significant games compared to what we've seen recently. But I think he'll do enough. And I think the Cowboys will find this Eagles defense too much for them on Sunday night football. And the Eagles will move to 6 now. Wow, he picked the Eagles. Sweet, I tell you what. If you're go, if you're not going to go to mass or church this weekend, now is your moment. Go light a candle. There is the photo moment. Um, Re- Mark is reverse, picking the re- reverse, Eagles. Reverse psychology. Like the you guy on TikTok. Take it, take He's it picking the, the commanders in first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his son might not be eaten. Um, this this is really really simple. Everyone's going on all week. I watched uh, First Things First this week and I watched FS1 earlier on when I was working. 
and I seen Skip Bayless going, oh, Cowboys this, Cowboys that, this Cowboys defense is great. Aye. But they're going up against Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, and Miles Sanders. Oh, yeah, and Jalen Hurts has ran over 260 yards through five games. This is not even a close game for me. Column's right. Cooper Rush, who's unbeaten so far in Dallas. And fair, I really have to give it to Cowboy fans. Cowboys fans' optimism this week and their mindset this week is, oh, we haven't got a chance. Nobody's given us a chance. We've not had to lose. Yada, yada, yada. That's complete bull. They would love to win this game on Sunday. They would love it. Um, I think I think the dilemma for Dallas now is, do you bring in Dak next week? Do you let him sit for a few more weeks? What do you do? That's the genuine question because Cooper Rush looks more settled at this position. The reality is on Sunday that Jalen Hurts and <clears throat> excuse me, AJ Brown is going to run wild against this Cowboys team. The game's in Philadelphia. The crowd's going to be up for it. And Cowboy fans are going to be sickened by about 11 o'clock. And I'm sorry for saying that, but the Eagles are the best team in this division by a country mile they're the best team in the nfc as it stands and if they are the best team in the nfc and if they want to be in arizona in february and not sitting like us in the stands please jesus they need to go against the cowboys put a marker down win that game and go to the week after jalen hurts is too good for him to lose against cooper rush and um, here is my lock of the week eagle everyone's picking the eagles this has to be the week they lose has to be if they go to 6-0 it's going to be intriguing it really really is and people can say oh the Cardinals went south this team is far better than this the Cardinals the, team this is the 1972 Miami Dolphins team I would no I would not look I would not go as far as that it's no it's not a it's not a argument or a discussion point it's more along the fact of the NFC is extremely extremely poor Brian I think we can agree with that yeah at the minute and don't get me wrong, I, I hope your team wins the next 10 games. But generally, the division, if we, or let's say if we took the top seven teams right now in the NFC, or top eight teams, went, and went to the playoffs, it's crap. And this, this team would walk over the majority of the teams. Now, they may face a different challenge if they came up against an AFC team in, in the Super Bowl, for example. But at the minute, for me, they're the best team by country mile. Um, and I would prefer to see a more positively fun offensive team to watch than a 46 year old man trying to swing it down the field every week that's just the way i see it uh, this is what the game's going to be we did not pick the um seattle arizona game did we no we let that one slide maybe we're holding off because we're waiting for the kickoff time to be confirmed it could be moved because of uh, the playoffs well that's that's that, that's a really intriguing thing as well so basically i i'm going to put it out here now it's a, it's a public note to scott hansen if you even think about turning that game off on Sunday or turning Red Zone off for international viewers because it's on Fox or whatever. Absolutely not, mate. Is it a game in the Arizona, Colin? Do you know? Is it in Arizona Seattle. or Seattle? Seattle. The That's game the is in Seattle. Okay. Slip onto your Red Zone or slip onto your Game Pass. You'll be okay. Guess who's picking Arizona? This guy. I'm picking Arizona. I think Kyler Murray will not show up dressed like a highlighter this week and we'll get the ball down the field. They should, like, frankly, as good as I just said, the Eagles are right there in that, in that last conversation. The Cardinals should have took the Eagles to overtime last week, and they didn't, and they need to win this game. Geno Smith's stats column is incredible, and people are giving him jip all week about his performance, but the reality is he won't play well on Sunday, and the Cardinals will win this game for me. Who have you got? 
I, I that's uh yeah saying Gino won't won't play well well he's certainly very very impressive through the first um first five weeks I think he tops PFF's grading uh cur- currently which is uh, the... uh, Gino currently is is doing the business the the issue that the Seahawks have is um they just they cannot de- defend the, the run in particular they have been run absolutely all over it is kind of incredible when you when you see um past four games allowed 235 yards 145 179 189 um they're are allowing more than five yards a carry but i just don't trust cliff kingsbury to actually lean into the the run i i, I just think like the, the i don't know what the cards are and and I don't think Cliff knows what he wants the the cards to be, um, and they do all sorts of mad stuff on defense. Lance Joseph is just creating um, plays that almost seem to be confusing his own defense at times. Kyler Murray could absolutely take this game over, and the Seahawks the decide you know he puts it you know he is he's very mobile. He is very capable of picking up yards himself. But I think that the Seahawks are going to score too many points for the Cardinals. And I am going to say that the Seahawks win. Cockerel hasn't cocked up. He is He's picking the Cardinals, Brian. And you are picking the Cardinals. So that's two cards. Uh, so I have to make it an even, Stephen. I agree with that. Uh, no, you don't. You, you, you just want Seattle to win because you, you came out and said they were going to win 12 games a season. That, that's, the, that's the problem. Uh, look, whatever you say about the wins, you can't be disappointed in how they played. Like, it, they've been very entertaining to watch. Offensively, they put up a lot more points than people expected. Defensively, is ultimately where they have their flaws. But they could come out on the right side of a number of high-scoring games. And I do genuinely believe it will be this weekend because... The Cardinals are so inconsistent. Like they ran the Eagles close last week, it tends to what happens the following week. They have self-destruct and have a bad game. And uh, for a long time last week, it looked like Seattle might have gone in and won in New Orleans. And Taysom Hill had other ideas about that. But now I'm. They lost out in the last home game against the Falcons when they had an opportunity to win, which again was a high-scoring game. I think it'll be a reverse of that this weekend. Both teams will put up points, but I think the Seahawks will find a way to win. So for me, Gino gets it over the line. And they go back to what would, what would that be? Three, three, uh, three and three. Same record as the Rams if they were to win it. Something. You're only what ten away from your total, and if you get that, that be really. A, it's gone up in a week. Yeah, maybe six away. Um. Okay, that's it. That is it. A- any plans for the weekend, Colin? Um, away home to Cork tomorrow night, and then back up on Sunday to look forward to watching. Uh, I mean, the, the Broncos aren't playing till Monday night, so I can watch uh, stress free on Sunday, and uh, that, just uh, that, that could be a stress. I, mean, I can I can enjoy the games, take take it in. I think the, yeah, there are some absolutely fantastic games. There are going to be some surprises. Uh, un, undoubtedly, we know there are every week, but that obviously the Bills Chiefs game uh, is one that stands out and the, the Eagles Cowboys I I can't believe you call that the, the lock of the week to me that could go I, I, I can't wait to see them go up against one another I think it is proper kind of trench warfare that you're going to see um, but I I do have the, the Eagles to just about edge and I hope my ladder is back because I think watching him go against either uh, of the Cowboys rushers will be fantastic 
Brian, any, any scoops planned? No, not this weekend, no. I, we've had two busy weekends, I'm glad to be home and resting up for Sunday. Uh, ideally, it'd be great if the Giants could win the 6 o'clock game and then I go into the 1 o'clock game, you know, resting up and seeing who takes each other off in the division. Um, but no, look, for me, the game, we've all said at the game of the weekend is Chiefs-Bills. That's the one that's here marked on. I do agree that one earlier on between the Bengals and Saints is the makings of a great game, especially with all the scrutiny and storylines that comes with so many people coming back into the... Um, Louisiana area and the whole LSU connection. Looking forward to that game as well. I will be in Moynihan on Saturday night. If anybody does see me, feel free to say hello because we're getting to the point now where people are coming up and saying hello. So please feel free to say hello, but let, let me know who you support. Please do. Um, and Pac Fada, Saturday we, night. We have uh, well, a, co- a couple of questions that, that came in. Uh, one for uh, maybe Mr. O'Leary here. Here we go. Saquon. No, 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 absolutely. More chance of Brian winning the Rose Tree. Michael summed it well. At the, if things hadn't progressed the way they have at the start of the season, I could, I could understand why that would happen, but not now. In fact, I think there'd be more of a, more of a discussion around getting a contract done before the end of the season. Starting a petition to move the Broncos to Cookstown. I look, we've we've got the Mid Ulster Sports Arena. I think that would be a good shout. Uh, shout out to all. There's a lot of Broncos fans in Toronto. There actually is genuinely. So shout out to all those boys. Um, we're we're gonna have a meeting, a meet and greet in McAleer some night. So uh, stay tuned for that on Twitter. Any other questions, Colin? Before we pop off, Keith was not happy with my non Miami pick. He said that like I I have picked the Dolphins this year. I just don't think you're gonna win it with a first string quarterback this week. That's literally the only reason why. There there was a, a question about the podcast that uh, you two boys do. Do you want to give that a, a shout out for anyone who's watching who may not be aware of that? 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, betting podcast. Uh, we go through our bets. Uh, it's America's game of the week, Sunday night football, Monday night football. Brian very eloquently prepares the odds and notes. I have to, I have to give it to him. Really, really well done. Um, and yeah, 18 plus gamble responsibly. Do not listen to what we're saying. If you want to have a listen for the crack, you can get some of the picks ahead of the time. But Jesus, do not be taking our advice on board. Um, we're not doing too bad, though. My lock of the week is that uh, is Bucks minus eight. In terms of that, but I do think the lock of the week is 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 Philly moving the six and up. You've got some set of keys there, Michael. The amount of locks you you, you have. Um, I c- please take time to listen to it. We covered the the handicap, the totals, and uh, on three games, as Michael has said, and we tend to try throw in a goal, uh, touchdown score a bit as well. But uh, no, my lock of the week is Minnesota. Keith won't like hearing that, but I think because of their injury situation at quarterback, I think the Vikings will find a way to win. And cover that spread, which is minus three points. But please take, please take time to listen to the podcast because me and Michael take time out every week to put it together and put it out on a Friday morning. I mean, it literally takes 15 minutes, but sure, it's grand. Anyway, <laughs> uh, look, back uh, Monday night, if you're watching the game tonight, God help you. Please give us a review in the podcast. Chat to you soon. It's longer for the keeper lit. Good luck. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye.